Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to really help you take your business to the next level. What I try to do is I take different topics that I think are pretty relevant to your business and really try to expand. And I bring in different experts and oftentimes do little monologues on the topics that really are there to kind of help you really more than anything, think about this, not just do it in your business. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I actually wrote a column about. It's really focused on the subject of training and how you really need to think about training and take it to the next level. A little bit of background on this. About 25 years ago, I was actually on a panel at the University of Maryland's MBA program, and it was led by an individual who brought on some different entrepreneurs of different kinds of businesses. Well, another panelist in the group was really coming from the restaurant business, and one of the things he said in his opening remarks that really hit a chord for me, and that was training's an investment, not an expense. And that really was one of those kind of moments of truth, I think, for me, in that I always had a commitment to training and how to go about doing different kind of creative trainings. And that was kind of a certainly a passion of mine. However, I never quite looked at it quite in the same vein as this notion that it's really more of an investment, not an expense. So as a result of that, I went back, we went back and started to create a culture that was really focused on training. And it was absolutely an integral part and key to taking our business to the next level. Some of these trainings involved, you know, production and some of the production trainings weren't just about the sticks and bricks. They were also about how to go about communicating, how to see production as a really tool to sales just as much as the others. And I think when you think about whether it's sales training, marketing training, production training, or even leadership training, you can start to, I think, position and build the right kind of bench for your company to really grow it and see a lot of success. So about uh, 2008, 2009, during the certainly the Great Recession that we were experiencing at that time, I also was leading a group of remodelers, 14 top remodelers in the United States. And of these companies, I asked them the question, how many of you have increased or decreased sales over the course of the last 12 months? And the companies, just by a simple raise of hand, four of the companies had increased sales and four of the company or 10 of the companies had seen their sales slip. And that was certainly understandable. It was stormy times. It was 2008, 2009 timeframe for a lot of these companies. I followed up with a question is, how many of you increased the level of training you're doing in sales versus decreased? Four of the companies had increased sales training by adding some additional sales huddles going rather than once a week, going to twice or three times a week, but just increase, overall increased training. And 10 of the companies had decreased training because they really looked at it as an over overhead expense. And they just said that they were too busy to do that, the level of training. Well, the parallel to that in marking up the companies that increased and decreased, the four companies that increased training were also the same four companies that saw their sales go up during difficult times. And the 10 companies that decreased training were also the 10 companies that saw their sales go down. 
you know, since then, and it's been many years, but I've had many of these remodelers that were in the room at this time said, oh my God, that was just a huge revelation for them. So with that being said, before I get into some of the tips, I do want to mention we have the Extreme Sales Summit coming up, which is a live virtual event on the 6th and 7th of October that I really encourage you to sign up. Kind of make appointments not only for yourself, but have your individual salespeople sign up for this and they can literally block out two, three, four, five, seven little blocks of time, whatever they have time to do to really get some really intense national sales training and take their game to the next level. So I encourage you to really sign up for that. There's a series of of uh, keynote panels focus on kind of the future of sales, Top Guns kind of sharing all their little secret sauce and techniques. We also have design build tracks, we have home improvement tracks, and we have sales leadership tracks. And then with that, we also have roundtable discussions. So this is an event being live that's very, very interactive, certainly with you and your team. And it will not only, I think, give you insights, it'll give you ideas, but but it also start to establish relationships that are really much bigger than just you and your business in the local uh, uh, local market. So five tips, kind of sitting back and reflecting on how to take your game to the next level when it comes to training. The first tip I would give you, and I find this as I'm coaching different sales leaders a lot, is you don't have to do it yourself. You know, it's important that you think of yourself as the orchestra director, not the musician. One mistake I think leaders make is they say, if I'm going to be committed to training, I've got to do the training. You don't have to do a lot of the training. Obviously, you should pepper in the things that you're expert at, but you need to think about the company as deputies to be able to do the particular training element. Many years ago, I was working with a company in California, and one of the areas that the team was struggling with was follow-up with clients after they would go out on their initial visit they would struggle with a follow-up. So I tapped one of the individual Top Gun salespeople on the shoulder to do kind of a Letterman Top 10 list of 10 ways that he actually would follow up with clients and some of the results of that follow-up in terms of uh, uh, increasing close rate and actually sales results. It not only was beneficial to everybody in the room to really hear what this individual had to say, but it was also beneficial to him because now, if not anything else, he had the pride of presenting to the rest of the group to make sure he did what he was preaching to the rest of the group. So he took his game to the next level as well. But you can do this in so many ways, internally, externally. There's folks at Professional Remodeler I know that would be happy to come on board in one of your trainings and talk about trends and talk about insights of what's happening out in certainly the industry. You know, really think about some of your strategic alliances to come bring them in. Not just to talk about, for example, the products and how they can peddle more things to you, but really come to you and talk to you more about sales techniques and the difference between selling to businesses uh, versus selling to homeowners. You know, I think there's a lot of knowledge out there, but you need to be the orchestra director and not feel like you need to do it yourself. 
Number two trip tip is to create a, a budget for your training. And you know, this notion of it's an investment, if marketing is an investment, you're going to create a certain amount of marketing dollars. And that may be 2%, 3%, 5% or some of the home improvement companies, it might be 10 to 20%. Well, you need to do the same, I think, for training. And just like with marketing, if I'm going to invest 2 3% into marketing, I'm going to expect a certain amount of return to the business. And you can actually quantify that return in the form of the leads and inform the sales and then ultimately the revenue. The same thing I think is true with training. If you put into place certain trainings, put a budget in place so you're bringing in trainers or you're investing your team's time to this. But most importantly, whether it's time or dollars that are going into it, you're looking for what is my return? So for example, if your close rate is 15, 18, 20%, then If I was doing training as it related to closing techniques, creating urgency, timelines, all those kind of things, then I want to expect or see that close rate move from 20 to 22%. And what does that mean in terms of sales vis-a-vis the budget? So think of the training as an investment and think of it as a budget that you expect to return. I think those companies that really do this well see huge returns on the training dollars that they put in. The third one is work with your team to mentor each other. You know, you have folks that are really expert in so many different things. So you might tap three or four of them on the shoulder at a time to really be a mentor on a particular type of either sales or closing or even production kind of issue. Let them be kind of a mentor, but also don't hesitate to have them occasionally do ride-alongs with each other and make it an integral part of your process and your system. Because that's where they're going to get the insights. And that's where, again, you're going to get better returns. Number four on my tips is create a library of materials. You have access to so much materials in the Internet, whether it's through the YouTube, whether it's through this podcast series. I have, you know, 150 to 200 episodes over the last five years that you have access to really for free. So you can actually pull out some of those episodes of these different training elements and create kind of a curriculum or a library of the materials. So it's not only something everybody has access to, but as you're coaching and working with your individuals one-on-one or you're onboarding your new people, you've got an existing kind of process of onboarding through many of those materials that exist. Number five is you've got to instill accountability. At the end of the day, the training has to be from them absorbing and investing and creating success habits and not necessarily you constantly feeding them. So I oftentimes like to, you know, throw out some things that they have to invest in. It might be giving them a podcast. It might be giving them a book, might be giving them an article. But then in my one-on-one, I want their feedback. I want to see if, in fact, they've invested in themselves and I want to hold them accountable to their own kind of growth and improvement and not necessarily it all coming from you. So in closing, you know, I know that you're all very, very busy and very time starved. But again, I'd encourage you 
with you or your people to sign up for the Extreme Sales Summit. It's a very minimal level of investment to be part of that. And I would also just overall commit to this whole theme that training is an investment not an expense. And I think once you change that paradigm for yourself, you're going to change not only you, you're going to change the company, but you're going to fundamentally change the culture and really create it and take it to the next level. So take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.